to two fish and a pod uh i got some great guests today i got uh juliana frontini and justin horlick and i'm very excited to have them on they're dear friends of mine and have a lot of they're doing a lot of great things and are cool people and um i'm gonna last unmute them it looks like i have to ask and hi hello hello again hello hello hi how are how are you guys been Good. Yeah. Surprisingly busy given that? everything going on. That's yeah. Good. Keeping busy at least. That's really good. Yeah. You guys, uh, I guess like I've just, you know, been following you guys on social media. You guys are always, I, I guess, yeah, busy, you know, don't talk to you guys all that often anymore, but I feel like, cause it's, you guys are just doing so many things all the time. <laughs> like you guys renoing all the houses, just ripping them apart. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of home reno. Yeah. A lot of uh, mastering hobbies and new skills. Yeah, and I think it's great. Like, like I've seen a lot of negative through COVID, and then I've seen a lot of positives. And I feel like not a lot of people are talking about the positives. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like how people are like trying new things and stuff like that. And I asked uh, for you to be on G because, like, I just seen you. You just been. You used to just have like art and I was like, oh, this is cool art, but now you're creating clothing and I'm like, okay, like everything from, I think, start to finish. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, it just blew my mind. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I want to share this with people. Cause like, maybe they'll be like, be interested in trying it or just like, yeah, I don't know. So yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I know. I was excited when you reached out to me, I've kind of been obsessed with sewing and making clothes lately nice, nice. um <laughs> yeah. yeah it's i don't know where you want to start if we want to start talking about sewing or i don't even know whatever you, there's so much to talk about and that's what it's, it's so i'm yeah. so excited but yeah. i guess we'll talk like since we're on topic of like your like just clothes making like what like i guess got you driven into that like what, um, so origin stories, I guess, I, I've i always liked making things. Um, mm. I've always liked, especially like sewing and textiles and trying to create like wearable garments. Um, when I was a kid, my mom used to sew a lot. She used to sew clothes for me and for my dolls. Um, and my grandma used to sew. So I kind of like learned at a young age. And then, you know, I would make things here and there like pencil cases. Um, oh, but it was only recently that I like dove into making clothes for myself more yeah yeah i don't know if what spurred it on um like i've had my machine for a while like i made a couple pairs of pants like a pants and a dress a couple years ago but nice it's been it's exploded yeah that's great like is it so like you've always had a sewing machine and then you just were like woke up one day like i'm just gonna buy some fabric or make some fabric or dye it and just go at her yeah well so i've I've had i think my grandma got me my first sewing machine when i was 12. Mm. and i've like tinkered around making things here and there yeah. um 
And then I also inherited like my mom's huge collection of buttons and oh. Justin's grandmother's collection, like of sewing materials. Oh, fun. And then like fabric from my grandma and fabric from my mom. So it's one of these hobbies that's kind of actually been like passed down. That's you know, great, like, yeah. I have a, a rather large collection of what they call notions, which are like, you know, buttons and zippers and like things that oh, you use to make garments Yeah, um, that I've kind of inherited. So it's one of those hobbies that I think has, I feel like has been passed down to me. And then now I'm getting into it a lot. <laughs> no, that's sweet. I remember like growing up and my mom, like she was at a sewing machine in the basement and same thing just had like a box of random things lying around and like back yeah. in the day when you guys couldn't get skinny jeans and i i decided <laughs> I, i'd buy <laughs> girls pants and then i was like mm, my dad's like not happening yeah so then my mom started showing me how to hem pants and awesome. uh i i did that for a bit i'd buy some like just cheap baggy guys and then just hem them in so they're slim but you know they're also pretty firm they weren't stretchable so it was pretty tight to bend around in yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny but it's just like it's just one of those things that i i see lately and just just this generation like well, i guess we're kind of grouped into it but like a lot of people aren't really diy anymore they're kind of lazy in a sense they just want everything fast they don't want to put the hard labor into it and i think it's really cool when someone from start to finish start like does something which is like you know what music is too like i know you guys are musicians I, I don't don't think i said at the beginning but like you guys are part of the crowleys from hamilton and and it, you, you know you when you start a song from start to finish uh re you know, mixing recording and then put it out to the world like it's people don't realize how much work gets put into it and then you're just like you're so attached to it and it's just like when it's finally i guess birthed into the world or you're complete with that project you feel so accomplished and it's oh yeah it's something yeah. that's um you know it's great it's a great feeling and uh, that's again like a reason why i want to start the podcast just to like talk about uh with fraser who's unfortunately just record he's actually recording an album right now in, in montreal he lives there and uh yeah he couldn't be on but uh you know again well, you guys will get on again i'm sure yeah, I was gonna say when when he canceled at eight thirty on a Saturday night, I was like, "Wow, I envy the person that somehow has plans on Saturday." Night. <laughs> How yeah, possible. I know, <clears throat> I know. He's um. Well, they have a curfew there right now at till eight, so oh. he kind of like was like, "Oh my gosh, it's seven thirty. Um, I kind of just want to finish it." So I guess he knows the person at the studio, and I think he's just sleeping there. And he's like, "My phone's gonna die. Like, there's no way for me to do this." right uh episode i was like well i'm continuing because i'm very excited <laughs> so but yeah, yeah it's just yeah i yeah well, once i saw you making clothes it was like crazy and then again like justin you're like very like you guys do rentals together you guys are both very diy like you uh you're part of i don't know i don't know much about it i know we've talked a bit but um par paradigm woodworking like you you bring in i think people who have had severe accidents and stuff like that and show them how to do woodworking exactly so yeah. I, I work with uh people with acquired brain injuries and so they've had an accident at like work or an accident or a car accident and uh it's like part of the rehab getting back to daily living they come in and, and do woodworking with us so yeah. yeah you know there's all sorts of things going on like problem solving and, and lots of coordination um 
and there's just a lot of like pride that goes into building stuff because you know these people have had their livelihoods taken away from them and all of a sudden they provide in in a new way so yeah yeah that touches back on what you were saying like too you know feeling accomplished when you birth something yeah (laughs) there's a yeah there's a sense of reward that you've created something yourself Mm. um yeah and learning a new skill you can feel proud of yourself it's i think it's a very empowering thing to do to be able to Make things. Which I have seen on social media. A lot of people do it through this pandemic with like a lot of downtime. Um, That's why like I try and brush. I want to brush out all this negativity because there's a lot of people that have developed new skills and, you know, like in woodworking and stuff. But you guys have known done it for years by the sounds of it. Like, I don't know your history on woodworking there, Justin, but yeah, I'm sure you didn't get just thrown into it. (laughs) I was, I was kind of thrown into it in a way. Like I, I, you know, I have, uh, a bachelor of science in psychology and uh, you know, no real trade knowledge. And then I started working for this company and we would like work with people in the community, but they also did the woodworking and uh, he built a bigger shop, my boss, and I wanted to be a part of it. So I went to Mohawk college and did like night classes in in woodworking. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then ever since then I've been like full-time working in the shop. uh, Yeah. Every day. So almost, well, just over four years now. So no, that's, it's incredible. And like some of the stuff I see on like the Instagram, I'm just like, I, I don't know if you run it, but I, I figure kind of you run it, but yeah. I feel like the guy's a little bit older that runs it. So you're the younger social pushing that. But yeah. um, yeah, I just see the woodworking on there and I'm just like, oh man, it's so like beautiful. And to like, just maybe not a lot of people maybe know what it is. So they just like, think it's just like you or someone else doing it. Who's like, uh, very good at it, but you're actually just like these people that, you know, they're kind of getting taught it and they're making these beautiful things of art. And it's just, uh, it's, it brings me so much joy to see. And it's, uh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, I wanted to, I mean, he was already doing a bit of social media, but I wanted to keep doing it because I think when a lot of people, like I tell them what I do, they think like, I make like birdhouses. (laughs) You know, yeah. like nailed together yeah. with two by fours. And it's like, no, we make like legit stuff, yeah. like coffee tables, dressers, grandfather clocks. Oh, wow. And, and I mean, we have like people with like totally uh, varying skill levels. Because mm-hmm. like we have some people that got injured at work. Like I had one guy who was a welder. So he was already great at building things. Yeah. Okay. And we've got another guy who's blind and like does woodworking at home by himself. I think I did recently see that one, the, the yeah. blind post. I was like, like, damn. Yeah, and he uses like all the tools. It's it's crazy. I didn't yeah. even like, like, because he's been coming to us for like longer than I've been working there. Okay. Yeah. So I couldn't believe it when I first saw it. But yeah, he uses the table saw, the router, you know. Man, humans are incredible and can do so much. It's so, yeah. I hate, you know, recently and just, I don't know. I feel like I've grown a lot in this pandemic where I just see so much negativity because it's just like, you know, you just, there's so much good and you just got to pass along, like stop hating on everyone. Like you're not, you can't please everybody. I feel like, and as long as you're pleasing yourself and the people around you, I think you're, you're doing good for, for yourself and for everybody around you as well. And if they don't like it, then. Yeah. You can't please people all the time, but you can (laughs) please some of the people some of the time. Exactly. But yeah. yeah it's incredible so yeah you guys both went to trend that's where i met well kind of met you guys i think like i was doing a co-op there in peterborough and uh you know watershed hour watershed yeah that was it yeah watershed hour right yeah, I, yeah. Laura, right i forgot yes that they kind of got me into everything laura and uh, natalie 
they got us and everything too. I guess they booked us our first show, really. So there you go. That was your first show in the Hamilton. Spill. No, the spill. Oh, the spill. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. One of the yeah. one of the greats in the, the Canadian history of uh, venues. That was yeah. a good little spot for those of you who don't know it. It was a little narrow bar in downtown Peterborough that would uh, serve bottle and canned cheap beer. Oh yeah, King Cans of Milwaukee. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they, it was like a little cafe during the day, and I don't even I I don't think I ever got food there, but they had a small food menu and little video games in the back and a comfy couch to just hang out and chill, and then stage up front, and it would always be packed. It was just a good vibe kind of fun time there, and so yeah. many show, I've seen so many shows, played a couple shows there. Yeah. yeah, we played a show there together, actually, didn't oh, yeah. we? As, I don't even know. Uh, I think it was myself. You, you, I, and Stu. You, me, and Stu. Yeah, yeah. I meant, I meant under my own name. I think yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For... yeah. And, and, of course, the, the funny thing with the spill is that stage was right at the front door. Yeah, so like, yeah you walk in, it's so like awkward. You walk in, you're like, yeah, immediately accosted by the music. Yeah. And, like, there's times where, like, someone you'd see someone walk through the door and then just be like, Oh no, absolutely not. And they yeah, just like, like turn with Yeah, but, this is not for me. I'm out of here. Like this sound is too yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah, it but, was, uh, yeah it's, it's really funny premise, but yeah, great bar, great time. But um yeah. Did you what did, you went to for school for nursing? Julia? Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. I went to Trent for nursing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like well, yeah, you're a nurse and you're Yeah, I'm you actually know. doing my masters right now. Um oh, congrats. I'm a nurse practitioner. Ooh. Um, moving up yeah yeah it's been yeah. pretty intense but it's been good so doing that during the pandemic and building new hobbies as study breaks and yeah that's yeah that's what i guess like yeah again I, that's why i guess i'm so like blown away you know you get like how you guys are so busy and like you're doing so much for other people and yourselves in a way and it, it's uh great to see and all that yeah, but, um, I mean, it, it is a, you know, it's definitely a, like, privilege to be able to do it, right? Like, yeah. you know, like, my my work has been affected a bit, but but yeah. not that much. So I've still, you know, had income through this whole thing. And Julianne's been in school. So, I mean, we weren't expecting um, much of an income in that end. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know I was thinking about this, Brock, earlier in the week when you asked me to be on the podcast. Yeah. I was like, oh, I gotta talk about sewing. How am I gonna talk about sewing for that long? Um, but there's really a lot to talk about as far as like hobbies and DIY. And like, I know oh, we yeah. encompass, you know, talking about home renos and music yeah. as well, as far as things you do. Yeah. Um, but there is like talking about privilege too. There is such a like kind of broad scope of, of privilege and hobbies, like, you know, having the time and the resources to engage in something like sewing. Like it's not, it used to be something you did because it's cheaper to make your own clothes. And now exactly. it's probably more expensive to make your own clothes and it takes more time. Yeah. Which is crazy, but, which is probably why it turns people off too. sorry to cut you off there, but like that, I guess maybe why people like, I, 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 I always jump hobbies. I don't complete. I got to start completing things, but I um like Fraser kicked me in the butt. Like we record a bunch of these episodes and then, he kicked me in the butt because I just like was moving a lot and just like busy. And then I was just being lazy and then I'm happy he kicked me in the butt to get this uh, going. Cause I love it. But yeah, I tried to, I, I just watch videos on like uh leather making or le- like wallets and stuff. 
Awesome. Yeah. And I bought all the leather, but I haven't done anything with it and I got to do it, but I, I just want to make a new wallet because mine's like garbage. And I was like, it was, it's more expensive than buying a wallet, but like, well, I don't know, just something to do and try. Yeah, for sure. And like, like you said, like there's that sense of accomplishment in doing it and uh, like depending what it is, right? Like if you're doing renos at home to, you know, doing it yourself a lot of time ends up actually being cheaper and you're yeah, learning so skills, cheaper. like what yeah. way cheaper <laughs> sewing, not necessarily cheaper. Like for me, actually, cause I've, I already had a lot of the fabric or like, mm. for example, I just made a shirt today out of like an old tablecloth, you know, like it doesn't have nice. to be fancy stuff. You can go to value village and get like yeah, scrap fabric exactly. and make things out of. Yeah. Um, but there's, yeah, there's a, I don't know. There's a lot to be said for the pros of those kinds of things. Like making, you know, a wallet yourself means you're not contributing to potentially poor quality of employment somewhere else where like, you know, fast fashion or where things yeah. are mass produced. Like there, there's something to be said for sustainable options and yeah. like what they call the slow fashion movement or like doing things, I don't know, in your own backyard. Kind yeah. Of. And then that as well, like when you put hard labor into something, you're going to take care of it longer and cherish it a little bit more than just, you know, buying something like, like yeah. I bought this like really cool sweater from forgotten youth, but uh, like, it's like, I didn't make it. So it's like, I still like it a lot, but hopefully I keep it all for the rest of my life. But over the years, I might just like find like, again, fast fashion, I might find something newer that I like, but you know, that's why I think it's kind of cool that some people even like do like, like this hats embroidery, like they do their own embroidery and stuff. And like, mm -hmm. it's just like, they put so much work into it yeah. and, uh, and everything like that. But yeah, actually another thing that kind of got, wanted me to get you on was Frazier was talking a lot about fashion lately. Cause he, he just got a Western shirt done from this girl in the States. So there's this uh, country artist, Nick shoulders, his girlfriend, uh, takes old uh, blank country shirts and like puts like flowery designs and like her own little stitch patterns in them and like oh, new cool. pearl buttons and like makes it like really nice and custom and and uh it, it's so cool and then uh, like i was just like and like and then i think you like she po he posted that he got the shirt and then like the next post was like on instagram because it just random was like you showing off some new stuff that you like were making i was like oh my gosh like we gotta gotta talk about this <laughs> When, when we did this pod or when, while we do this podcast, we're just thinking music only, but it's just like, there's so many different avenues of like DIY or, or creatives or artists out there sure. in yeah. different forms. And again, like you said, like we had my buddy last night, Shane, who was on, he does um, graffiti art, but he does like, uh, like nude paintings. And then there's like kind of graffiti art around it. It's really interesting. Um, and uh, yeah, again, he was just like, I don't know how I can talk about this for like, hour <laughs> it, it just i don't you know surprise yourself yeah oh no, yeah you, you that's the yeah. thing yeah you'll surprise yourself and anything you do i feel like you because again we're just like capable of so much you just got to go out there and do it and learn mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. so fun and yeah. every new hobby there's a lot to be learned yeah, well there's so much i mean like i could i could definitely talk about woodworking for hours i could talk <laughs> about renovation for hours yeah. i'm sure your friend like once he gets going into like what paint goes with what paint and like yeah you know, I mean, and I'm sure there's a million things I can't even think of that he knows about, you know. Oh, yeah. And that, yeah, again, I he was talking. It's funny. So he, he said his parents used to just let him paint around the like his basement. And okay. I, I forget what paint he was using. But, you know, when they moved, they had to like paint over it. I think it was a rental, actually. And they had to paint over the basement. 
but he used the wrong paint. So when they're painting over it, it's just smudging everywhere and just turning a gross color. So they actually yeah. had to wash the walls down. Then they had to actually paint. So like, it's just like you live and learn from your mistakes and uh, oh, yeah. like things like that. Yeah. So, and yeah, yeah, it's just a, a fun, fun thing to do. And some people are maybe are scared to get into it, but yeah, I think people are scared of making mistakes, but like yeah. when you do anything like, like woodworking for sure, like you just make so many mistakes. Like I, like we always say like half of woodworking is knowing what to do and half of it is knowing how to fix your mistakes Yeah, because yeah. It's, it's just, you know, it's unavoidable. So, yeah. you know, as long as, you know, obviously there's reason to be afraid of cutting your finger off or something, but <laughs> yeah. that's, so, I think that, that's my biggest fear for most Yeah. Of the and time. that's a very reasonable fear. Um, <laughs> But, you know, you, you'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I think Sam and Sewing are saying even today, like, I've not, I've yet to make a garment where I don't rip out at least, you know, one complete seam because it's just messed it up. Yeah. And, and that's how you learn swear and all that. Yeah. And I don't know. For, so I, right now I work in a, a warehouse and I work like counter in warehouse and, uh, we're doing a promotion for these wire racks, like uh, where you can put wire on a pole when you're on a construction site. And I wanted to promote it, do like a little step thing. So I got a skid and I cut it down and was like, Oh, I'm going to just stack them up on top, like cut, use half of it and then stack it on the other half. And I did it all. I was like, try to reuse the wood and everything. And when I put it all together, I realized the top step was smaller than the, the bottom one because um, when I cut it all in half and like used a, uh, well, I didn't perfectly kind of have because I kept like half, like uh, the two two sides together, and then the, the third one on the side, I I cut that off and then made like and then turned it, cut that in half and made that like I, I can't explain it perfectly, <laughs> but I'm not. Anyways, either way, I like was just like I I uh, I messed up and was like ah dang and like you just because I just did it on the fly and didn't measure and stuff like that and then last time and then I was like oh next time you know gotta yeah. gotta measure and like double check your uh your cuts yeah. and everything like that is kind of what i'm trying to get at with that little ter- <laughs> terrible terrible confusing uh information that yeah. i mean i think that's what makes a lot of that kind of stuff though really fun as well you know it's like you know you mess up but then like in your mind when things start making sense it's kind of like a puzzle right like you have to envision how things are going to fit together and it's like paint, playing Tetris or Sudoku. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what throws me off. Like I saw like you cut out all the, like the designs and then you have to like, you literally puzzle them together. Yeah. Is what you're doing. And then, and then you have to, with that, you have to keep in mind like dimension and size, like waist and like length and everything like that. Because with fashion, like that's part of fashion, like people are different yeah. sizes and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's, uh, it, yeah, it's crazy. But. Yeah, with this, yeah, sizing is a big one too. Trying to get things to fit mm-hmm. right, or yeah. like in woodworking, trying to you know you got to get the right dimensions, even for things to look good. You know, things can look awkward in certain sizes. Oh yeah, I've I've yeah. tried on some clothes and they do not fit me well sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the big the big thing with sewing too. Like, so there's actually like a huge sewing community on on in social media. Right. Um, okay. Like the slow fashion movement is pretty big. Uh, yeah. As far as, you know, anywhere ranging from like people, you know, emphasizing sustainability and not contributing to fast fashion mm-hmm. or, you know, it, would be, it being size inclusive and people like, you know, wanting to make nice clothes for themselves, but they can't find things that fit them or don't fit them well. Mm-hmm. And like, 
I just started making my own pants and I feel like a brand new woman. Like they actually <laughs> fit me for the first time. You know, it's, it's really nice. That's awesome. Yeah. That, that's, what's great too. I was going to like ask you guys like what, from your mistakes, do you ever like just read up on things or do you go to like social media now or how do you go about things like for anyone listening who might just be like oh i want to get into fashion like did you you know read up a little bit before like jumping into like say making i saw you made some like i think they're called rompers like the full suit oh yeah yeah the jumpsuit yeah Yeah. so like did you like read up on like some stuff first or did you just kind of you know watch Uh some videos or you just kind of dove right in or I think I, so yeah, so like I had in the back of my mind, that was something I've always wanted in my wardrobe. And then, um, I, I don't, can't remember how I initially came across it online, but there was this company, I think they're from the Netherlands, Fiber Mood. It's like a fashion, it's like a sewing magazine. Mm. Um, and they had this pattern and for the jumpsuit and I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And then, you know, you follow the hashtag of that pattern and you can see all the people who have made that pattern. Oh, and then awesome. from there, you know, you find individual people. Some people like test patterns for companies. Um, okay. So like if you see like a shirt you like, you just look up the like the design of that shirt in Instagram, for example. Yeah. And um, you can see like a bunch of different people who have made it. And like then you can go follow those individual people and, you know, find new pattern ideas. So mm-hmm. for some stuff, like I'd say if you're starting out, you know, sewing, you're interested in like making your own clothes. Number one, start with the pattern you know, get the basics and like, or you could like draft a pattern off of like an existing garment, but yeah, it it does help to have some structure in the beginning. I think anytime you're learning a new skill is to start with, you know, it's, you can do both ways. I've done it where I've like started free form and been like, I must create this item. It takes like four times as long and you can make a million mistakes, but you probably eventually get there or you start with something, you know, a little simpler and you learn some basics as you go. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people jump in like heavier to, or they jump into something they don't realize the work. And then they, that's where they like hit like the wall where they just don't complete it. They they go big and don't go small first. Mm-hmm. That's where I see like, like but, honestly. I mean, there's a learning curve too, right? Like there's always like that initial like buildup of like knowledge and mistakes. But after that, like kind of figuring out you have like this exponential growth mm-hmm. of, of skills and knowledge. Right. And that's when you like get really hooked on something and and then it starts to level out and you have like these like minute um, incremental growths. But yeah, that, I mean, that first learning curve is like super exciting if you can get to that point. Yeah. yeah. For it's, sure. it's like when you're, when you're like playing guitar and you like actually start to learn like a few cool rock songs, you're like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I want to do this every day. Yeah, exactly. And, and then, you know, and now you're like probably at the point where it's like, I don't know, you just, it's just not as exciting to learn a new song because you've done it so many times, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm there sometimes with country songs because they're very, uh, like three chord, very, yeah, exactly. very similar, but I do still love them and, uh, yeah. do like playing them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, getting into, I guess, music now that, uh, you guys have been, uh, the Crowleys have been releasing some, uh, some hot new tracks lately. Making Friendly, yeah. I think, is your latest, and then Simple Reflections was uh, before that. But re- but you guys are now, or someone did a remix of Simple Reflections, and that's coming April twenty sixth. Yes, that's very, correct. very yes, excited. Right. Yeah, I did my homework. <laughs> <laughs> also, I just like the music because I've been to almost all the shows I could have gone to back in the day. <laughs> yeah, you really have. Been. Number one fan. 
Number um, one. And yeah, so we, we've got that uh, music video coming out um, for that. Oh, it's, week. A, it's a yeah. music video. Yeah, so it's a music oh, okay. video. Yeah, uh, two local people here, Sierra and Sarah, okay. did a, a really cool music video. And then the remix is just like, it's kind of more of a, like the original interpretation of the song. Interesting. And yeah, so it's like kind of the original. And I mean, it's just Cohen that's done the remix. Um, yeah, so we've got that. And then we've got another new song coming out in June, which I'm like super amped for. Um, oh. It's, sure it's, it's, so it's my favorite, I think. So, well, I shouldn't say that. But. Well, you can say that. Yeah. <laughs> you can say that. <laughs> yeah, very like synth heavy and, and dramatic. And uh, yeah, I, I really like the song. Yeah. And kind of speaking of synth heavy and kind of like growing into uh, projects or like developing new skills, you guys have, first time I saw you guys, you guys were not singing and just all instrumental, just like very psych rock, like very, uh, uh ambient almost um and then you know cohen started singing and then you kind of grew and grew and now you know g joined the band started singing as well Stuart started singing you guys got some synths you got some more gear you got some you made some fun stuff and um yeah it's it's crazy to just to watch how you guys have grown into a, a bigger sounding psych rock band <laughs> yeah well i think we we have like started to enjoy pop music a lot more mm. like i think i think a lot of people maybe go through this but like you're a kid and you're listening to zep and you're like you know zep is the greatest all this pop music sucks i can't believe anyone ever listens to this crap <laughs> and then you get older and um you just start to re-examine it and, and you think like man like that is actually really hard to make like it's very <laughs> simple in its structure but like actually doing it well is like a very impressive skill. Yeah. To make like, it... you know, we're, we're trying to like follow like good pop, not like have to follow pop foundations, but trying to do like cool tones and cool music um, in like more of like a pop structure. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's coming across greatly. So way to go on those. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And, and speaking of Stu singing, like he's been writing like, almost almost all, all, yeah he's been listening yeah all the songs he's been writing like almost all the music right now really yeah, yeah. down in down in dartmouth uh yeah 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 wolfville. Nova Scotia, wolfville oh he moved yeah yeah so he's uh yeah it's, it's really interesting because it used to be just really like we would jam a song and that's that's what the song would be mm. and we'd work on it from there but like more recently it's been like a lot more of songs coming in almost fully formed and then we've like maybe change a few things rearrange it a little bit but oh, wow. yeah a lot more fully formed from the beginning oh, that's that's cool it's uh you know uh we talked i've talked about this a few times i think on episode three with um my friend david allen he recorded his recent album uh you know across the world ish like canada where you know they, someone would do something and you kind of send it off where i know you you guys have all went to high school together um and kind of like grew like you guys were just so tight-knit because of that and like that's how you create songs and now you know you, you grow older and new new things kind of happen in your life and all that and um new goals maybe become uh uh, in the forefront of your mind and then uh but you're still wanting to do music so you got to find new ways to do it and i think you guys have 
I don't know how the last songs were done, but I think if they were like done how you're saying, I think it's really cool how you guys are here continuing that and developing from that as well. Yeah, yeah, we're just, you know, keeping it real, doing new stuff all the time. Yeah, the less, moral of the story, learning, learning new skills, developing, oh, yeah. changing. Yeah. yeah, it's good for the brain, good for the yes. brain, good for the soul to learn new things, it to is. acquire new skills, try different things. It is. And yeah. and everyone thinks you kind of have to, at least I think younger, or maybe even when I was younger, I always thought, you know, you had to, you know, being a, a big city, you had to be close to everything to do that and to grow. And now I, you know, now I'm in North Bay and I can still, you can still do it. Like it's still possible. It's just, oh, yeah. you know, you if I have to ever play Toronto, I got to drive farther or further than uh, now, but yeah, like it's but just the internet. Yeah. The internet right here. Yeah, the on. internet makes things more accessible. Big internet. Yeah. <laughs> Big There's internet something too. to be said too, for just doing it for yourself. Like exactly. I think in all of our hobbies and like, you know, creative things, I definitely like people who I really think are impressive or like, um, or like respected, like my grandparents are in there, both in there, like my grandpa's in his eighties now, my grandma just turned 80. Um, like they're both still doing a million hobbies awesome. and like, awesome. you know, active, like repairing cars. My grandfather does book binding and whoa, whoa, like, whoa. you know, repairing old cars and he's repairing like old uh mandolins and stuff and my grandmother's just picked up quilting but she also knits and she's also a potter <laughs> so like i you know i think and doing those things for so long you know it, it helps like on a like kind of neurological level you're building new brain pathways right mm -hmm. like it's really good for your brain to oh, yeah. do new skills do skills that are different from what you do every day mm -hmm. so like even if you're sitting down and you know playing the guitar and you know singing but by yourself it's good for you, you know, it makes you feel good. It, it, it has a positive impact. So I, it's, I know it's like with social media too, like posting the fashion stuff. Now I'm kind of like, oh, should I not, I should just do it for myself sometimes, you know? I know that's where it's hard. Cause like, validation is a piece that I don't know. I think sometimes it can be positive and sometimes it can be negative because then it takes away from you, like having it as something you've done for you. Yeah, It's, it's crazy. Again, like I, I've said a lot, like the negativity, you'll post something and then, for some reason you'll have people following you and like, they're just like, I don't like this or agree with this. It's like, okay, that's cool. Like I did it for me. Um, I like it. So I'm happy. And if you don't like it, then, you know, let's just all, let's it. all move on. Yeah. yeah. Engage with something else. <laughs> if that's not your cup of tea. Yeah, exactly. Cause everyone, everyone's different. Like, again, last night we were talking about that. Like what makes you happy? It's weird. I always thought like I needed a high, paying job to be happy or something like money right like money driven whereas right now um i'm running a little warehouse here uh we are growing but i enjoy it so much i just enjoy putting like organizing the shelves and like figuring out where things go it's just like the way my mind works right and it's like whatever you find that um however your mind works you'll you'll eventually find a job that like will fit it and you'll be happy no matter the pay or whatever like that like yeah. hopefully it's enough to to su survive like and the uh, pay rent and pay to put food on the table but um yeah, I, yeah there is there is a like at it i think they they've done even they know studies on that too like there's a certain you know level of income at which when you're you know beyond when your basic needs are met yeah that 
more income doesn't necessarily contribute to well-being and happiness. Like income is very like the most statistically correlated determinant of health as far as like your yeah your physical health. Income is what really drives that. But um, beyond like a certain level where you are you know healthy and meeting those needs, it doesn't add that much. So I think it is about enriching your life with other things of like yeah enjoying your work and figuring out what kinds of things in your daily job bring you pleasure and what hobbies you have or like new skills you choose to learn that are going to enrich your life. Oh yeah. So the other thing I want to like dive kind of deep into, which always like blows my mind. Like I deal with a lot of contractors right now too. And I, people look at them as like kind of just maybe dirty and stuff like that. Cause they're just like always like wearing just like beating up clothes and stuff like that. And, and um, all that just, you know, always got their Timmies and Timbits and all that. But like really like the stuff I see them do is just beautiful. And they're actually like another kind of like artist in the way where they, they put something together and you guys um, just put a house up uh, that you rented. And I looked at the pictures and I was like, you guys did this, like just like interior design wise, just like blew me away. Like just very, very nice and white and bright open concept. Like very minimalist almost and um had some nice like wood accents and stuff like that if i remember a little correctly. bit scandy <laughs> yes yes very scandinavian maybe that's why i liked it i'm so uh roots in the sweden area so um <laughs> yeah no you're totally right i mean there's a there's a huge disrespect for for tradesmen in in our world and i think it's you know so again like going back through history a little bit there was a lot of people that worked in the trades and worked really hard and, and destroyed their bodies yeah. and said, I'm going to, I want to make like a better life for my children so that they don't have to do this. Mm -hmm. So they did that. And then all these people started working in offices, but then we realized, Oh, like offices destroy your body too. <laughs> you know, like sitting, <laughs> in, sitting in bed, it, right. Yeah. Oh yeah. So bad for your back. So the back's murdering me right now. I'm old as hell. <laughs> yeah. So now like respect for trades is coming back. And like, you know, like as a kid, like I never thought I would be, doing it because there is like a, oh yeah trades are for stupid people but yeah, it's, no. it's definitely not the case oh there's some um, or it shouldn't be the case anyways yeah. because it's there's a lot of like case. yeah there's obviously a lot of like really smart and brilliant people doing trades work yeah making like the other thing that always blows my mind you see a lot of cookie cutter houses going up you know obviously for just like um volume of people and stuff like that most of the time mm -hmm. but when you go to like downtown Toronto, downtown Hamilton, uh, even downtown North Bay here, there's certain buildings and you look at like the brickwork and yeah. just like the little bit of little bit, little touches, like just like put you in awe. Like you actually, most people just like, especially in Toronto, they like just run past them. But like, I remember biking sometimes and just like looking up and you just like, wow, like someone like back in the day, probably they maybe had a crane. I don't know, probably, hopefully. And then like, like had to put this giant brick in there and it like, and like even before it went up, they had to figure out how it was all going to fit perfectly. So like it like curves into itself to make like a beautiful, like uh, uh, what's the French thing called? I'm trying to think of the, the fleur, the like a fleur de lis. Yeah. Fleur de lis. That's it. Yeah. Some like some kind of like curvature like that kind of yeah. stuff on the end of buildings and stuff. Yeah. And well, I mean, in Hamilton here, like we're like where we live, we're only like a few hundred meters away from like a, a brick mill. And uh, so there's there's obviously like from all the clay from the escarpment, um, there's tons of brick buildings in Hamilton. And like we live in an old brick house 
And uh, I totally agree. Like since I've been doing renovations more, I'm always like looking at these buildings. It's like, you know, you're just amazed at like yeah. how well they're made. And like, even now the houses that you see have, that have brick, that brick is just a facade. Like, you know, it's two by four stick framing. Yeah. Um, and the brick is just there for, for looks, but yeah, these old brick houses that are actually made in brick are super impressive, but that's how they still do it in Europe. Like all yep. the, the homes in Europe are cinder blocks or masonry of some sort. Yeah, it, it's crazy my buddy's a mason and does beautiful work on stuff in like lake joseph and stuff like that sador masonry good stuff and hawkstone masonry masonry if everyone's looking for some masons um yeah yeah but i mean like you're you, you know I, i've heard you touch on this a couple of times like talking about negatives being emphasized during covid and distractions mm -hmm. of social media mm -hmm. and and then like you know, appreciating when things you recognize the things that take talent or like skill to make, you see people do whoever it is that who's doing it. But I think it's like making time in your day. And like, it, ha it yeah. has to be a conscious effort, like to, you know, sometimes I'll like the last couple of weeks, it'll be like, I'll sit down and I'll do a couple seams. I'm not like making a whole garment in the night, right. but Just like maybe after dinner and I sit down, I put on my Star Trek and then nice. I do like, you know, I cut out a few things or like I sew a couple of seams. No, she's lying. She gets totally obsessed <laughs> <laughs> and like stays up all night. Stays up. But like most people have the, yeah, the problem, like the modern problem is just being like too distracted by your phone. So like, yeah. you know. Oh yeah. I, I got rid of TikTok because of that. But I'm, I also did limits on my phone for like Instagram and stuff for an hour a day. Right. It was eating up a lot of my day and I watched like maybe four hours of netflix of uh trailer park boys today but I, but i while i was doing it and stuff and i watched some baseball but i um you know i, I when i was like editing the podcast i just like the one from last night i just would listen a little bit and then like sit like just kind of take it in steps instead of again like getting overwhelmed by it all yeah that's yeah something. making it digestible i think that's like yeah. i mean it's the same concept that justin with his clients I was like quizzing, not quizzing you, interrogating <laughs> on like, how do you do this with your clients? And and how do you do that? And how do you manage pain with these people? And like he was saying mainly, you know, the big thing is taking breaks. So yeah. like whatever it is in your life, you know, if it's something that's overwhelming or like if it's because of physical limitations or it's just a task at hand that seems too big, it's like breaking it up. Yeah. Make it approachable. Okay. Yeah. Break it up into chunks that, so that you're not afraid to start something. Yeah. And I don't know the way my I feel like I I have ADHD, but I don't know if it's ever been determined because I'm always like I'll do something and then I'm like you know what I'm gonna go do this and I'm gonna go do, like I'm just like always like doing little things and then all of a sudden it all gets done and then I sit down I'm like okay cool now what <laughs> like what can I do now like, at least more recently I got the beginning of COVID I was just ch more chilling and playing like video games for like hours on end the war zone or whatever right. Yeah, right yeah well so like before i did the woodworking like i said i used to work with people in the community and like mm. so these are people that have like no longer work because of their injuries and now have all this free time mm. and they're like just like desperate like honestly like a big part is just like filling their day like if you can fill someone's day when they don't have anything else to do like their quality of life goes way up so like when COVID first hit and I was actually like shut down, I felt like super prepared because I'd been like teaching people about like getting a routine, you know, and doing stuff like that. So I was like, oh, now I finally get to kind of actually live through what my clients have to live through every day. And like, 
yeah, try and fill your day. Because I know a lot of people like, yeah, you could make it through the morning with some hobbies, but then it's like, all right, 2 p.m., like maybe I'm <laughs> cracking a beer or something like that. And, you know, it, yeah. it could be a slippery slope. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I at the start of it, I, I didn't drink for two months, and I think that was uh, good for me. But then after that, I uh, was working a lot and then decided to start smoking weed again. And then that took a big chunk out of my nights. And then I started limiting that. And um, now now we're here. Now we're doing doing stuff and completing things, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, it oh. is nice. It feels good. It's all, about, it's all about feeling good for yourself in the end. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. In know. nursing, a lot of the time, just to throw it in, they talk about smart goals being really important. And it's the same thing in like a lot of different types of like counseling. What they recommend is making tasks like approachable and making things you can accomplish like realistic. Mm. So they talk about smart goals being like specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. So if you like set a goal and it has those features, then it's a lot more likely you're going to accomplish it and you feel good about accomplishing it. Right. You know, even if it's a small thing, even if it's like, I'm going to go for a, a 10 minute run today at 2 PM. It's like, yeah. bam, yeah. I met my goal. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that was like, yeah. Something I learned in like therapy, behavioral therapy, same thing, like schedule things and then do them, but don't like overdo it. Yeah. 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 It's like do, do start small, then go big and stuff like that. And then you'll yeah. feel a lot better mentally and physically exactly and, exactly and, then, and if it's like for example if you're going to start your wallet like I, like you were asking me earlier if there's things i look up like all the time on youtube i'll be like how do you do this kind of seam or like how do i put a zipper in this way hmm. or it's like you know you watch a five minute video on how to make a leather wallet or like the first steps then that's one thing you can check off your list is even just educating yourself step one. Oh yeah lists yeah. are lovely but um, yeah, I don't know if you guys knew, but we did about an hour. If you guys like, it just th- flies by, eh? Oh, okay. Yeah, and um, yeah, I'd like to thank you guys. And again, so if anybody's out there, uh, check out. Uh, did you, do you guys want me to like tag your stuff? Sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah. If you want to follow, is uh, is it GG Crafts? Yeah, Juji Craft. G-I-U-G-I underscore Crafts. Yeah, and then uh, yeah. Paradigm, Paradigm. Yeah, thank you. I, I don't know why. I was, yeah. yeah. And, then the, and then the Crowley's. Uh, that's going to be coming out soon. So April 26th. Everyone check it out. And uh, yeah, it's good having you guys on and uh, hope to have you on again. And Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, no problem. Uh, good seeing you. Yeah, very good. Right. Very good to see your face. All right. Before, or, before we go, yeah, uh, I'm going to say to Fraser. Yeah. He said, we listened to the most recent episode. Uh, this morning and he said about the new country music being uh tractor rap oh yeah <laughs> yeah and i yeah. love that so much so, yeah, it yeah. Was good. thank you <laughs> yeah, yeah well, well he'll be on uh and we'll get you guys back on with the full band and and uh have some fun and talk some more and i'll be able to have some more beers and well, it'll be a good time it gets wild sometimes with, with the beers flowing all right have a all good right. one see ya Thanks, Mark.